Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts let's take a moment to breathe deep inhale Extend your spine. Remain focused on what you're doing. If safe to do so, exhale slowly, leaning to one side. Inhale back to center. If safe to do so, exhale slowly to the opposite side. Find mental health resources at loveyourmindtoday.org. This message is brought to you by the Huntsman Mental Health Institute and the Ed Council. Ron and Anian. I saw what I saw when I saw it. I knew what it was. All of a sudden, I saw the the left side fuel trim go from minus 17% to the same as the right side, and it matched. Are you sure of that? I saw what I saw when I saw it. The Car Doctor. He said the oil filter housing is independent of the engine. I don't know what he was talking about either. Right, but isn't this a screw-on filter that it screws onto the side of the engine? This is an external oil filter that threads yes. onto a nipple yes. coming out of the side of the engine. I saw what I saw when I saw. Welcome to the radio home of Ron and Anian, The Car Doctor. Since 1991, this is where car owners the world over turn to for their definitive opinion on automotive repair. If your mechanic's giving you a busy signal, pick up the phone and call in. The garage doors are open. But I am here to take your calls at 855-560-9900. And now... I've had this brain for 30 years and it hasn't worked right yet. Here's Ronnie. I know what I saw when I saw it. And that's the kind of week I had. Hello. How was your week? We, uh, we fixed cars all week as we normally do at the shop. And um, we, uh, we fixed more than a few this week. It was uh, it was a very interesting week to say the least, and uh, I know I say that a lot, but every week seems like it's more and more interesting, involved, different, crazy, calm, peaceful. It works, you know. There's a crescendo, there's an orchestration to a repair shop, and it, it depends on the flow. Sometimes the week peaks in the middle, just like a song. Sometimes it starts off with some abrupt music. And loudness to it on a Monday and Tuesday. 
And as long as it ends quietly on Friday and all the notes have been hit, it's okay. Danny was out Monday and Tuesday. He was in Colorado at a wedding, and uh, he was traveling, taking some vacation time. So the old man was alone in the shop. And, you know, nose down, feet on the ground, get your cars done, you know, as I always say. And I did, and I got all my cars done, and I picked my way through a couple of problem children. One of them was the uh, Camaro. The Camaro came back, the 2016 Camaro that we had put a starter in. I don't know if I told you this story. It's up on our Facebook page, and we talked about it a little bit there. 2016 SS Camaro with a 6.2-liter Chevy Big Block in it, as I call it, um, because they come nowadays. And it needed a starter. So we put a starter in it, and I show you the video up there. where We had to take the right-side exhaust manifold out. Right-side exhaust manifold, catalytic converter. We took the heater hoses out because the heater hoses run over the top of the exhaust manifold, because that's where I put rubber hoses, because, you know, what effect could heat have on rubber like that? And we decided that since it was seven years old and the hoses, you know, they would they were just baked, all right, 36,000-mile car. They were just baked. I I said, you know what, let's just put hoses on it. I don't, I don't want to have to deal with this. You know, I don't want the guy to have a problem later on, because everything on this car under the hood is just so tight and compact, and, and you know, it, it, it just gets hot. So we put a starter in it, and naturally, because we had the heater hoses disconnected, we had to burp and bleed the cooling system, which we did. And there are two coolant overflow bottles on this, I like to think, a high and a low, and we used the process as GM laid it out and burped and bled and watched the cooling fan come on and ran the air conditioning and ran the heat and did all the things it would normally do to make it work and sent the car on its way. And in the process of burping the coolant, we actually, you know, Dan drove it. I let Danny take it to lunch one day, let the customer know, of course. I always like to let people know when we're taking car off property that, hey, we're going to road test this. We just want to make sure it's right. You know, we we were, you know, we were into the cooling system. I want to make sure the system's burped. I don't want you to have the problem. So we went the extra mile like we usually do. I mean, listen, we do. That's what we're supposed to do. And it got back, and it was fine. The air conditioning was working stone cold. It was a hot day that day. It was two weeks ago now. And coolant burped, and we let it sit in the shop overnight on the incline. Customer wasn't picking it up till the end of the week. It burped a little bit more, and finally we felt all the air was out of it. We called the customer up and said, hey, you're ready. Come on over anytime. We logged about 26 miles on the car, 25, 26, something like that. Customer came up, picked it up, paid the bill. He was happy. Da, da, da. Goes two miles, the car overheats. Well, isn't this exciting? Uh, blew the heater hose right off at the core. And I looked at it, and GM makes it, you know, I, I call it a Jesus clip because it, it's, we used to call them Jesus clips back in the early days of hot rods because if you left it out, it was like, oh, Jesus, what did I do? And, you know, it had a Jesus clip where the heater hose clips on and the clip comes across these two little nubs that stick out on the heater core nipple and, and, and locks it in place. It, it, it can't really come off. You'd have to work at it. So I said, geez, you know, how do we drive it almost 30 miles and it, it it doesn't come off? I said, there has to be another problem here. And I was happy. You know what? I was grateful that it only went, you know, the two miles to the other side of town to the car wash and the customer was understanding. You know, great guy. John gets it. He, you know, it's mechanical. Let's, let's figure it out first. We can get upset later and be annoyed. And, you know, you always, I think, I think annoyed at an auto repair that fails. I think it's a human emotion. That's a whole nother conversation. But regardless, let's, let's, let's fix this. Let's figure out what happened. Filled it up with coolant, went through the whole bleed burp procedure thing again. And, you know, tried to cycle the cooling fan. The cooling fan comes on at about 206 degrees. 
uh, as per GM. And the cooling fan didn't come on. Hmm. Look at this. Gee, it it worked yesterday. <laughs> you know, my dead dog that wasn't dead today, wasn't dead yesterday, died today, that, that whole thing. You know, the day I came home and my TV didn't turn on, my stereo didn't work, the car wouldn't start. <sighs> cooling fan doesn't come on. Now, how can that be? We saw it work. <laughs> we saw it work yesterday, eight hours before. So I went through some preliminary diagnosis. There's three leads that go up to this cooling fan. There's a heavy gauge black, a red. Those are your hot and your ground. And then there's a very skinny wire, probably maybe 18 gauge. And that's the LIN bus wire. That's the data communication line that connects the engine PCM, the engine controller, to the cooling fan control module, which is part of the fan assembly. And I talk about this a little bit in the video that's up on our Facebook page right on our YouTube channel. Uh, you can find it, Ron and Annie and the Car Doctor. It's out there. It's a, good, it's, a, it's a neat video to watch. You'll see. And long story short, I tried to cycle the cooling fan by scan tool. And I took out every scan tool we had because, you know, is it the car? Is it the scan tool? Which will make it work? Which won't make it work? You don't know because sometimes even the best of scan tools just they miss something in the technology. So you're sort of, you're, 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 unless you've seen it work on that particular year, make model engine combination, you don't know. I took out my Opus. Now Opus IVS, you hear me talk about it all the time. To me is the, is the Cadillac of the scan tools out there right now. Because when Opus wouldn't make it work after I'd gone through snap on and Autel and launch and everybody else, I then had the option I called up and I ended up talking to Bill, the, one of the GM techs. And I, Bill, Bill and I, are, Bill and I have to be cut from the same mold, right? Same age group because we we just kind of laugh at all this, you know. As Bill always says they're not making them any easier to fix, and I'm like, yeah, you're right, Bill. He installed. We have that ability with an Opus IVS scan tool to install the same software, the same scan tool software and capability that the GM dealer has. And we went through, installed it, plugged in, hooked up, turned on the fan. Nothing. At that point, I broke out a scope, and I watched the data signal. I watched the signal come into the PCM. I watched it go down. You know, it, it was communicating. I unplugged the fan module. All of a sudden, I had communication faults that the PCM couldn't talk to the cooling fan module. Bill and I agreed. It's got to be a bad cooling fan module. That, there's, that's the only thing left. The question you have in your mind is, Why? You know, how does it go from one day it works to the next day it doesn't? And the answer is you'll never know because things like that happen. That's the way cars are today. The technology is there. You know, why does the space shuttle fly on Monday but not on Tuesday and vice versa? Because of the amount of technology that's in the car. You know, I said to myself, by the same token, a seven-year-old Camaro with 36,000 miles on it should not have cooked the starter in that shorter period of time. It shouldn't. I mean, it shouldn't fail. You would like to think you'd get 100,000 miles of starting out of, a, of, out of an average starter if we want to put a number on it. So I, you know, ordered up the $700 cooling fan module assembly. Yeah, that's what it was, right out of GM. And, of course, nobody had one, which told me that's all so much more what it is. And uh, we were able to find one up at the GM warehouse up in Holland, Michigan, and had it shipped in air freight and plugged it in on Thursday, I believe it was, and hooked my scope back up. And I watched everybody talk to everybody. I watched the fan come on, the fan come off. You know, the point becomes 
that you can't make sense out of the senseless. You can't, you know, you can't get emotional about it. You, 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 you want to live longer? Then don't get emotional when it comes to auto repair. Don't get upset. There's going to be roadblocks. There's going to be days you can't fix something. There's going to be days your mechanic can't fix something. And that's life. And that's the way it works. You know, you're going to still have to fix that broken car in front of you. There are times when in the shop, if you've done your research and you've done your diagnosis and you've, you've, you've done your due diligence, you got to take your best shot. All right. You've got to go through the process because it's, it's, it really comes down to that. It's, it's all you can do is diagnose, right? All you can do is, is make the attempt and apply some logic. And the neat thing about it is if you do make the attempt and you do apply the logic and whatever you're facing, whether it's the automobile or life, you're going to find you get smarter and you're going to find you're better prepared for the next time around. A shop in town across the way had a problem with a Cadillac with a rear blower motor that didn't operate. And I listened to the tale of how they were told it was a blower motor and they put one in and that didn't fix it. And, you know, it was, but the dealer said, I just wondered, and I haven't gotten into this car yet. I don't know if I'm going to, I, I don't know what they're going to do with it, but I know where I'm going to go. I'm going to put a scope on the Lin wire. Cause I looked it up. There's a, there's a Lin data bus connection going back to that rear blower motor that communicates digital signal to that blower to tell it to operate. I'm going to see if that Lin signal is there. I'm going to see if that Lin signal is electrically clean. And I'm going to see if the system recognizes the module that that blower motor is attached to because everything's a computer, everything's a module. And the good news is what you can learn on one car can take you to the next and the next and the next. Another great reason to diagnose. 855-560-9900 here to take your calls and answer your questions. I'm Ron Anani in The Car Doctor. I'll be back right after this. Let's take a moment to breathe. Deep inhale. Extend your spine. Remain focused on what you're doing. If safe to do so, exhale slowly, leaning to one side. Inhale back to center. If safe to do so, exhale slowly to the opposite side. Find mental health resources at loveyourmindtoday.org. This message is brought to you by the Huntsman Mental Health Institute and the Ed Council. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Do you love Selena? Like, really love whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. It's the little old lady from Pasadena. He drives that way, but when it comes to fixing cars, Ron has car advice done right. 855-560-9900. Here's Ron. Hey, let's light up the phones. Let's go over to Joe in Iowa. Joe, welcome to the car doctor, sir. How can I help? Yeah, thanks, Ron. You're welcome. Hey, um, I just, I got a question. You know, I got, you're talking about your little 97 Ranger. I got a 98 Ranger. 
and of course, it's the 2.5 four-cylinder engine. Okay. And I was wondering, those spark, and I don't remember if I ever asked here, on the spark plugs, do those plugs, do they fire, two of them fire at the same time, or are they... Are they a little different firing range on no, those? No, they fire, they fire at the same time. One fires on compression, one fires on exhaust. Uh, you know, because they're working that way, one travels from the center electrode out to ground and one fires from ground to the center electrode. This was Ford's experiment trying to get better emissions uh, out of the engine at idle and over the RPM range up to about 3,000 RPM, if I remember right. They also, around this time... Mm-hmm period of time they also were playing with multi-strike ignition where below a certain mm-hmm. rpm they fired the plug multiple times if you look at a scope pattern on a multi-strike it wouldn't make any sense to you it looked like the system was breaking down because you would see multiple firing lines and and burn times and it would be very confusing mm-hmm. but you know that's that's what they were trying to do interestingly it is yeah. the same it is the same part number side to side um awsf 30 Two, I think it was, or something like that. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, that was that was an experiment in fuel economy and emissions. That's that's what I thought it was. The four plugs were mainly for emissions. What I thought, but I, I needed to change plugs in the darn thing. And I was, you know, I really didn't want to take the time to pull the manifold apart because I I think there's two plugs I'm not going to be able to get to. Um, and I thought about changing maybe six of them and letting the other two go until maybe it gets colder or something, and then. Pull apart. Why change um, them all? I guess. You know the shortcut but, you make. The shortcut you make now, Joe. You might as well do it. You might as well mm-hmm. do it and get it over with. Or pull one. How worn are they? <laughs> when, when was the last time they were done? Is the first question. Well, how, how many miles do they have on 60, them? They got sixty-seven thousand miles on them. Okay. So I, I would say they're definitely due. Yeah. You know, and at the same time, they're they're probably due for a set of wires. So you might as well do plugs, wires, and do a fuel system cleaning if we're trying to do some maintenance on it. How many miles are on this truck? 67-something. All right. 67,000. So, so not a lot of miles. Yeah. So you know you've got some carbon buildup in there, you know? Um, yeah. You're, you're never going to get absolution from me, my son, trying to shortcut it. I just I just can't. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, well, it just... I just didn't want to take the time. I got a lot of projects to do, so right. I thought, well, maybe I could just pop four plugs out or six of them, and, and then wait till I time to pull that manifold apart. But no. um, I wanted to ask you. Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to ask you too, too if I could. Uh, power steering fluid. Um, what's the best way to change that? To take a hose loose on the bottom and let it run out, or yeah, if you want, you can. I mean, you can do. You can take mm-hmm. off the return line coming from the box that goes to the pump. And just, you know, elongate it, get yourself some sort of a brass nipple or plastic nipple down at your local AutoZone and, uh, you know, just dump it into a pail and you can just cycle fluid through and, you know, until it's clean, clear. And, you know, that's all it is. It's, it's, and that's a fairly simple system to do. So now Joe, let me, now Joe, let me ask you, let me ask you this question. All right. And Mm -hmm. I just, I just want to point something out. All right, not to take the manifold off to do the two plugs, but we're going to worry about the power steering. I Look, it's your truck, but if it were me, mm-hmm. I, I would, and obviously you like the truck, let's do the plugs, mm-hmm. let's do a fuel system cleaning, let's do the power steering, and what about the rest of the fluids? When was the last time any of those were done? Um, uh, you know, it's probably four years for sure on the antifreeze because I had a leak on the darn uh, front end and I had to pull apart the, Right thermostat housing and stuff i changed it out and 
and uh, putting the hoses on it and stuff. So it's probably you know it's getting up there too. But um, yeah, I I would just you know curious. I thought I'd ask about the power yep. steering. So yep. um, I mean, I kind of like to do it too. I just like I said, I got a lot of a lot of stuff to do. Joe, so, you know who's you know, you know whose shoes have the most holes in them. The shoe I got mine. My boots are about worn out. Yeah, but you know the shoemaker always has the most holes in his shoes, and his kids are going around barefoot. So I've learned as a mechanic, I can, <laughs> I can like, I can, I can look at any one of my vehicles, and I can find a reason not to do it. Whereas if I just schedule the time, you know, I know mm-hmm. it's hard, and I know we've got a lot of projects. Uh, yeah. You know, a, a, a word of a word of advice, if I can give you my two cents, where it don't belong is, you know, sit down, have a cup of coffee, get out a yellow notepad. Make a priority list and say, I want to get this done, this done, this done, this done. As you check things off that list when it comes to the car, you, sir, will feel 100% better. I promise. I promise. Oh, I know what you're saying. So, yeah, I know what you're saying. All right. Yeah. So, okay. All right. But do yeah. those things. And, you know, think about the other fluids, too. If it's been four years, if it's been coming up on five years, a little, you know, a little extra early as far as coolant's concerned. Uh, when was the last time mm-hmm. the trans was changed? When was the last time the rear axle was changed, differential and all? You know, because all those things count. If we're going to worry about longevity, you know, let's not talk about shortcuts. Let's just talk about, you know, paying the freight, whether it's by time or somebody else or the means. Let's just get it done, and this way we're ready for the next time. Because when the emergency strikes, you'll be glad that vehicle is ready to go. I enjoyed it, Joe. Thanks for calling in, and uh, we'll talk to you again the next time. 855-560-9900. The Car Doctor's cruising back right after this. Don't go away. Ron's in the zone, the AutoZone studio, and he'll be back right after this. Let's take a moment to breathe. Deep inhale. Extend your spine. Remain focused on what you're doing. If safe to do so, exhale slowly, leaning to one side. Inhale back to center. If safe to do so, exhale slowly to the opposite side. Find mental health resources at loveyourmindtoday.org. This message is brought to you by the Huntsman Mental Health Institute and the Ed Council. Do you love Selena? Like, really love Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. 
Welcome back to the AutoZone studio. Here's Ron. Hey, let's get over and talk to Will up in Maine, 05 VW Golf. Will, welcome to the car doctor, sir. How can I help? Well, I've got a strange thing going on with my car. It uh, has got a P0343 code. Okay. Uh, and it starts okay, runs fine, but sometimes it will get to 3,100 RPM and just go like it's against a wall. You can press the gas all the way to the floor and nothing happens. All right. If you go below 3,000, it runs normally. It goes through all the gears just fine. And then all of a sudden, as quickly as it came on, it'll come out of it and run as it should. Okay. So 343 is related to camshaft position sensor signal. All right. Okay. Which is... So let's let's talk about bicycles. All right, you know, you ever look at a bicycle? Right, there's a big sprocket and a little sprocket, and there's a chain that connects the two. Right, right. So, so take the bicycle and stand it up on end. Now you've got the big sprocket up top, and you got the small sprocket down bottom, and that's the way an engine looks. That's exactly what a timing belt, timing chain setup is on a simple, basic engine. Now, if we were to paint two dots, one on the big sprocket, one on the little sprocket and we had it timed correctly, and the big sprocket was in relation to the small sprocket, the little sprocket turned around two times in relation to the big sprocket going once, right, because of the difference in size, that would be, they would be in time, correct? So in other words, as the big, as the big sprocket went 180 degrees, the small sprocket would go around one time, and the dots would line up, and then it would go around again, and they would be opposite each other, or they would, the crank sprocket, the little sprocket would be lined up, but the cam sprocket would be pointing away so this is about timing all right an engine works the same way there's a little sprocket sensor crankshaft position and there's a camshaft sensor big sprocket all right p0343 is saying that it's seeing an erratic or loss of signal out of the out of the big sprocket out of the camshaft position sensor and it gets confused and they'll do different things with, with different sensors. Typically, crank position is used for ignition timing and also to allow the vehicle to start. It'll fire revolutions, you know, where to put the plug fire and when to fire plugs and so on. And cams, cam position sensor will typically be used for fuel injection timing to relate to, okay, let's open the injector. Let's give it a shot of fuel. Now... Uh, you know, the strategies vary by manufacturer, and I've never tried to memorize them. I've just been aware that <laughs> they're going to be different. But bottom line comes down to P0343. Let's go after that cam position sensor, which is located inside. <laughs> you're going to love this. It's located behind the sprocket, underneath the timing cover, inside the engine. So it's not exactly in an accessible place. Great. But, yeah. Now, if you go to the front cover you're going to see a three-wire connector, all right? And you've got pins one, two, and three. Pin three will be a brown-blue wire. You've got to have good ground, all right? Well, first thing you want to do is if you unplug that and be judicious, fancy word, all right, you want to look at the pins inside the connector. Do they look damaged? Are they oily? Do they look like they're making good, clean contact? Chances are they are, but it's just, you know, let's let's not miss a step here, okay? Okay. So, you know, back in the old days, a million years ago, we, we had like a very small, I would actually take a, um, uh, I used brass, 
You ever see brass feeler gauges? Yes. You know, I I take like a very I take like the skinniest brass feeler gauge I could find, and I would make a little, and I would have to make it short. And I don't I think I used the brass because the brass in my mind was a softer material than steel, and I didn't want to scrape any of the coating or any of the any of the terminal away, if you know what I'm saying. And I would make like a little brass contact feeler gauge and just, you know, does it feel snug? What's the drag test? All right. I'm trying to do a drag test on the terminal. You know, nowadays we've probably got jumper wires we can purchase that would plug in there and I could make a drag test terminal out of that if I wanted to. And I want to just check the terminals. I want to make sure I've got, you know, good. It doesn't have to be. You know, I'm not trying to push my finger through a wall, but I just want to make sure I'm, I've got good contact. Nothing's distorted, nothing's bent, nothing's oily, dirty, etc. The brown-blue wire is ground. I want to check for ground. Okay? Okay. I want to make sure I've got a good ground. You want to use a meter. You want to put a bulb across it. Great. Do whatever you want. All right? The green-yellow wire is going to be 5-volt power supply, but it could also be battery voltage, depending upon what generation... VW this is, so I'll see either 5 or 12 volts sitting there, key on, engine off. All right? If I've got power and ground, well, then I've got the basics. Then my next step is, unfortunately, I'm going to tell you, you would need a scope because I want to look to see, do I have a digital signal? Do I have an on-off signal? A meter won't catch it. A meter isn't fast enough. All right? Will will OBD2 sensor catch it? Mm, You mean an OBD2 scan tool? Yeah. You know, it might. The problem is it's going to go, it's 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 happening so fast. And the reason, look, if that's all we've got to work with, let's try it. All right. But I will say this, you're going to have to look at, you're going to have to look at that PID, that piece of data by itself. Bring up RPM, bring up crank, and bring up cam if, it, if it's there in OBD2. It may not be there because it may not be required by law. Anything you see on OBD2 is there only because it's defined to be there as, you know, part of the part of the way the law was written in order for that vehicle to be looked at by anybody to be in emissions compliance. That's where OBD2 statutes come from. All right. Yeah, okay. But it's it's worth trying. All right. You know, the other thing you could do is with the vehicle sitting there at idle, if you gently, you know, kind of tickle the connector a little bit, try and annoy it. Does it Make the car stutter, stall. Do you hear it miss a beat? Do you hear it, you know, say, hey, I don't like that? Because okay. we're, we're, we're looking for a failure of signal from the cam sensor. If we can prove good power on one, good ground on three, and we see a good signal at idle off of two, then I'm going to tell you to take it for a ride. Do you see the signal go away? Now, every once in a blue moon, it's, it's not the sensor, it's the trigger wheel, which is the back of the cam, cam sprocket. Something got okay. in there, deformed it, hit it, struck it, you know. Somebody used it to bang the bongos, as I like to say. Um, you know, somebody was, you know, deformed it. But usually this is either the connector, the G40 connector, or the sensor itself um, that, that has failed. And just make sure if you're out and you determine that it is a sensor and you're going to change it, that you get something real. Um, something from, uh, you know, Bosch uh, would be my preference of choice. I wouldn't trust anything in the aftermarket for this. This is very specific and exact. So Yeah, Bosch, okay. Yeah, um, you know, Bosch, whoever the OE manufacturer was or something right from Volkswagen. You know, Volkswagen has come a long way in the last couple of years. 
and I don't want anybody to fall off their chair, but I'm starting to like Volkswagens again, much like I did when I was a kid. The biggest problem I have with Volkswagen nowadays is just trying to find parts and um, trying to get trying to get service information. They're not making that part any easier. So, but that's that's how I would attack this because if we solve the P zero three four three, you may find that you're cutting out, you know, shutting off over thirty one hundred RPM problem goes away. You may not. Chances are you will, but at least we eliminate something. All right, okay. you know that's that's kind of what I'm chasing and where we're going with this. All right, sir. So you're, yeah, that sounds great. You're thinking more along the connector than the sensor itself, possibly. Uh, um, yeah, I give you a fifty-fifty shot. I'm just making you check the. I'm making you check the connector because I can't, from my seat here as a diagnostician, tell you ah, it's a bad sensor. I gotta know. And listen, gotcha. you know, you could you could have a bad ground. Got to find the other end of that ground wire and verify, you know, clean, tight, corroded. You're in Maine. You know, next to New Jersey, you guys get more corrosion than anybody uh, from the from, from that thing we call snow, right? How much chemical do they put down on the road up there? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, how I how I fix a car in, in, in Maine is very different than how I fix a car in Southern California. Two different extremes in terms of what I'm looking for because environment environment changes things. So, all right, sir. Hey, great. I really appreciate the help. You're very welcome. You let us know what happens. I'll be here for you. Take good care. Ron and Andy in the car, Doctor. We're back right after this. Let's take a moment to breathe. Deep inhale. Extend your spine. Remain focused on what you're doing. If safe to do so, exhale slowly, leaning to one side. Inhale back to center. If safe to do so, exhale slowly to the opposite side. Find mental health resources at loveyourmindtoday.org. This message is brought to you by the Huntsman Mental Health Institute and the Ed Council. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome back. 
Ronnie, the car doctor, rolling along this hour. Let's go over to Tom in Wisconsin. Tom, welcome to the car doctor, sir. How can I help? Ron, I got a 21 Colorado. Okay. And GM has had a problem with when you first start driving between first and second gear on the transmission, it seems to slip a little bit. I've had it to two different dealers, and both of them dealers say that that's a common I don't know if they call it a problem, but it's a common occurrence in that model. Um, I just wonder, neither one of the dealers did any paperwork on this problem. I just wonder if I should have paperwork done on that before the warranty runs out. I would. Let me ask, let me ask you a couple of questions, uh, Tom. How many miles yep. are on it? It did it from when I bought it new. Okay. And which engine is this, the V6 or the four-cylinder? Six. So okay. Six-cylinder. All right. And is it is it that... Are you saying that it goes from first to second? You you can see the RPM go up before it picks up the shift point. No, the RPM does not accelerate. So then, how do you know that it's trans slippage? If the trans was slipping, let's define it like this: If the trans was slipping, can we agree that if it goes from first under load and it's trying to go to second gear, we should see the RPM climb if the transmission were slipping? I, I don't believe I don't believe it slips enough to make the engine rev. Well, then I don't think the trans is slipping. I haven't seen it as a problem. And I'm just trying to be, you know, approach this, how can I prove it? Let's do this. Right. Okay, let's do this. You have manual shift on this automatic, correct? Isn't there a position if you pull it down at the first, don't they give you a shift button? Yep. All right. So if we start out in first gear, pull it down at the first, start out in first, if you manually shift it, does it do the same thing? That I do not know. Try that. That might tell us something. Right. Is that so be, it, it, what that's telling me then is it's it's not a mechanical function, or I'm sorry, it's it's more a mechanical function of how that transmission is being told to shift as a sensation rather than a defect in the vehicle. Let me let me say um, it. go ahead. Both of the dealers I brought it to said that's a, a common occurrence with all that year, those couple of years of GM products. Operating characteristic. Said, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let me let me say um, it like this: if if this was a slipping transmission, so every modern day vehicle, I don't care where it's made, just about every modern day vehicle I can think of has a sensor on the input shaft of the trans and the output shaft of the trans. The computer knows input RPM. It knows output RPM. If the shift point creates a slip where nothing happens over a long enough period of time, it'll set a code and turn on a light. That's it. So what, you know, and that's why I'm asking, is, is, is what you're experiencing bumping the RPM? And if it's if right. it's if it's not, then yeah, you know what? The trans just shifts cr crummy between first and second. Well, it the only time it does it is when you first start out. When After that, it's good. When it's cold, so, so yeah. it's it's the first hit in the morning when it does this. Right. Yeah. Then right. I would definitely have it documented before it goes out of warranty. I'm not aware of any bulletins or any faults that they're talking about. But I would definitely have it documented because when enough people complain about it, if enough people are having the issue, then everybody's going to go through it. And you want to make sure you're on the list 
as far as being able to get any kind of warranty claim should the vehicle come out come out by mileage and the defect shows up. But like I said, as far as it, and I understand what you're saying, I'm not saying it's not broken, but in the eyes of GM or the government as far as the way the vehicle operates, the vehicle's correct because it hasn't set a fault code yet, which means they're working on it, maybe. Um, keep me posted, Tom. I haven't heard about this one, so if it, if it evolves into something more, I'd like to know. So uh, by all means, keep us in your thoughts. 855-560-9900. I'll be back right after this. Let's take a moment to breathe. Deep inhale. Extend your spine. Remain focused on what you're doing. If safe to do so, exhale slowly, leaning to one side. Inhale back to center. If safe to do so, exhale slowly to the opposite side. Find mental health resources at loveyourmindtoday.org. This message is brought to you by the Huntsman Mental Health Institute and the Ed Council. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the juicy. podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome back. Ron and the Car Doctor here, 855-560-9900. I should point out that, um, you know, during midweek, you know, 855-560-9900, or send us an email, all right? Actually, you can call the 855-560-9900 phone number, leave a message. We typically do recordings Wednesday night, and, um, you know, we'd like to record you and put your phone call in the queue and then use it in a show because we want to to put it up on air. You know, it's, it's, you know, time's getting short. And um, there's not a lot of me to go around some weeks. And uh, if I can answer your question and help somebody else and help out the thousands that are listening, then uh, that's what I'd rather do. You know, I was thinking about our previous call, our last call with the Colorado. I think that was Tom. Um, Perhaps it was the way he asked it because it jiggled my brain during the break. I was thinking about it. He might be talking about GM Service Bulletin 16NA019 that talks about transmission adaptives, shifts, slips, and flares in the way the vehicle operates. And they talk through and they go through some very specific procedures to be sure that that vehicle is up on its software. And I'm wondering if that's perhaps what the dealership is missing too, that they're not documenting or looking for bulletins, or maybe that one got past them. But there's a very specific GM bulletin out there that talks about 
overall shift, slip, flare, adaptive resets. And to be sure that the vehicle has correct software calibration in the transmission and updates because it may not be setting a fault, but they can determine that it could be better with different software. So if you're still listening, Tom, try that. Tell, take a look at 16NA019GM Bulletin. Go talk to the dealer. I'm Ron Anady and the Car Doctor reminding you until the next time, good mechanics aren't expensive. They're priceless. See ya. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's take a moment to breathe. Deep inhale. Extend your spine. Remain focused on what you're doing. If safe to do so, exhale slowly, leaning to one side. Inhale back to center. If safe to do so, exhale slowly to the opposite side. Find mental health resources at loveyourmindtoday.org. This message is brought to you by the Huntsman Mental Health Institute and the Ed Council. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon.